It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. I'm Brett Levy. I'm your host this week. So uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. A lot of exciting, fun stuff. Uh, the Olympic Games first esport uh, foray. Um, I have some views about the different games that were played, but we'll save that for another time. Um, I do have to do a punt, though, as some of you may or may not know. Um, I have an esports center here on the Gold Coast called Fuse Esports. And um, the guy, Lucas, who, um, well, also known as Anon, who won the uh, Fortnite event, is actually uh, a student at Guest Education, which is where the center is. So congrats to Anon. Um, so good to have you uh, sitting and playing inside our facility as well. Anyone that wants to join, let me know. I'll give you some more information. But if you're on the Gold Coast and you're into esports, we got a spot for you. Right, so let's get into today's show. Uh, let's bring up some slides. I think my slides are already up there. So with things with a Z. Now, um, today I'm reviewing JLab's new work buds. I've reviewed a few JLab products uh, in the past, and they never disappoint. Um, not only is their quality and affordability something that I, I, I'm really excited about. And I said, if you go back to any of the other shows, you'll see that JLab has featured. But it's the innovation too. Now, the workbuds are no different. I'm actually put them over here because there they are there. I'll try and show some pictures. For those of you that are, are listening to the show and not watching, the slide that I have up at the moment would appear to be normal earbuds. Um, they just look like your normal little in-ears that go in there. But if you look closely and if you're listening, you can't look closely, so I'll describe it you'll see that there's actually small little holes in the earbuds and the parts where the speakers and uh, batteries would be. And the reason for that is, and hence to the reference to innovation, is the workbuds come with a detachable boom mic. I kind of stumbled over my tongue saying that. Let me try that again. A detachable boom mic. Now, the mic can be added to either of the buds. So if your preference is to have a mic on the left-hand side or to have on the right side, no worries. But the other thing as well, which is important to mention, and again, going to the thinking of what the company does, is some people actually prefer to only have one bud in at a time. They don't actually like both earbuds. I'm one of those people. Uh, if I'm listening to music, I put both my earbuds in. I like the noise canceling. I like to be blocked out from everything. But um, if I'm on a call, I actually prefer to have just one. And normally it's just the left ear. Uh, sorry, I'm pointing the left ear. Look, this is the left ear, the right ear. Um, but batteries run out, right? So sometimes you have to put it into just the left ear as well. So they have taken that into consideration that if you have a preference, um, you can choose which one you put the detachable mic into. Now, they don't mention that these are active noise cancelling, ANC. But I have to say with the right size ear tips and a really snug fit, I didn't hear too much sound um, around me, if any, now that I come to think about it. The mic, though, has got active noise cancelling. Um, so it obviously focuses on your voice. Uh, that way, whoever's receiving the call or whoever you're talking to on the other side um, won't get all the surrounding noises. Now, I don't know um, if it's because of Apple and I use mine on my iPhone or if it's the mic. Uh, but whenever I get headsets, I always find someone on he gets my first phone call to see how things are going now apple has a built-in isolation feature as well both on macbook as well as on the iphone does that supersede the boom mics quality that i don't know but according to the recipient of the calls 
they couldn't hear anything. And I was doing like finger snaps and I was clapping and all other kinds of weird things. Um, so yeah, the little boom mic that comes with it. And I say the little boom mic, if you are watching the show, here's the case here. Um, I think I've actually got a picture of the case coming up as well, which I'll show you now. But if, well, I nearly made the mistake. I did this before. I'm not going to pull the headset out because as soon as you pull it, it activates and then I lose sound. But the little boom mic is wrapped in over here, if you can see that. So for now, I'm going to actually put that away. But there's the carrying case. Now, like most other headsets, uh, multi-Bluetooth, so you can connect to two devices once, hence the warning, because I have actually done that on one of my shows before. Um, I've pulled out a headset to start talking about it, and it was paired to my machine. But I have got a picture um, for those of you that are watching. Uh, there we go. So nice case. I'm trying to find a thing that I can reference to describe the scale of the case. Let's put it this way. It's not going to fit in your pocket. Okay, It, is a, it almost looks like a, a mini soap dish type size. But what's nice about that is it packs a big battery. And um, if you look at the screen, you'll see they have things called Cush fins, which is a part that helps secure the earbud into the top part of the ear. And then it comes with three different size uh, ear gels or ear tips. Um, so, yeah, very comfortable. Uh, the headset itself is light, so you don't feel the weight inside the ear, even if you have the boom mic on. Now, I mentioned the case size is a fair size. That battery actually packs up to 45 hours worth of charge. Each head, each bud has 10 hours, so you've got a 55-hour headset. Um, I have not used it for 55 hours on the trot, and then when I'm not using it, I generally plug my devices in. Um, so I don't know if it gets the full 55 hours. I have to say that with my experience with JLab as a reputable brand, if they're claiming 55 hours, you're getting 55 hours. And they actually went on, I think it's on the box, actually. Um, Workbuds have a 10 plus hour listen or six plus hour talk time. So there we go. So if you're listening to music uh, and not actively using the move, the boom mic and, and you know the microphones on working 10 hours, um, if you are talking or streaming like we are now, then six hours. So there we are, they are on it. So you're looking at between, what's it, 51 and 55 hours of, of time. That is more than enough to get you through even a work week. And I say that because you could be traveling so you slide your box with your earbuds in into your laptop bag um, and off you go for the week. You don't even have to charge them if you didn't want to. I do want to say, I don't know if this is a fact or not. It's just an opinion that I experienced. But um, I find that devices last longer if you charge them when they're at like 60 70%. In other words, not letting them go all the way down, well, to zero. What I do know to be a fact is it is harder to charge a headset for the first 20% of its its battery requirement or any battery product for that, not just the headset. So when you let your phone run down to switch off or headsets run down to switch off, that first 20% to recharge them, it takes a lot more than the last 20%. So just get into a habit, finish using your products, whack them into a, a charge. Um, this is a USB-C charger. They haven't built wireless charging into this headset. I do have other JLab headsets that I use that are wireless charging. It's not a deal breaker. Um, I just have wireless desktop pads on my desk, so it's just pretty easy to put them down. But I also have a hub with a USB-C that's 
always floating around, so um, it's not hard to just find a cable to plug them in and give them a boost. In fact, I'm going to do that as we speak because I just said that I do that. So there we go. Back in, little blue lights back on. It comes with a USB-C to USB-C cable, just by the way. Um, suits me. My MacBook is only USB-C. Some people still probably use the USB-A format. You'll need an adapter, or you could probably just use one of your other USB-C cables. Um, so, yeah. Um, now, it is a headset, which means I have to do my Kristen Hirsch scale. Uh, the WorkBuds take advantage of the JLab app. So what I did is I actually tested it on the standard EQ, which it's factory setting. Then I put it into base boost mode. Um, and then also um, it has the JLab, I think they call it custom or unique or supreme or something. There was actually a name for that. I'll see if I can find that quickly without connecting to my headset. Um, there was a name for it. I don't remember what it was, but it was like the JLab custom setting or something like that in the sounds. Yeah, I think you have to be connected before you can do it. But using standard mood, mode and bass boost, I did hear a difference. Now, for those of you that don't know the Kristen Hirsch scale, the song Your Ghost has this really deep gut, beautiful bass sound that just like you actually feel that it vibrates right through your body. Um, there are certain headsets in the world that if you're using, you would not ever know this listening to the song. So I always use it to see if I can pick up that bass line. And I'm very pleased to say that not only did I pick up the bass line with standard mode, but when I did put it into bass boost, it did amplify. Um, so with that, I have to score the WorkBuds a respectable 7.5 on the Christian Hirsch scale. I have people sending me texts and comments in that before going, well, what is your rating based on and how do you get it? not prepared to answer that you just have to take the number for what it is it's like the old rating of it net performance scores um i don't actually know what all those scores mean but it means something to me the the kristen Hirsch scale is out of 10 if that means anything so 7.5 75 percent for a non-music focused headset i think that's pretty damn good so that is um things with a z and that will take us into tech news. What have I got for tech news? Right, so Apple, a little computer company that didn't roll over and die. Okay, now I reference that because if anyone goes back into the history of Apple, um, before Steve Jobs kind of like came back and took it over, they were almost gone. In fact, there's been a few times that they've almost been gone. Well, this week they hit the three trillion US dollar mark. Now, if that wasn't uh, a feat in its own, analysts are already predicting or suggesting that this could be $4 trillion by 2025. That's not that far away. It's a year and a half away. Um, I went and just loving to do research and playing with numbers and geeking out a bit. Um, I thought, let me just check out a couple of facts. So if, according to what I could find online, right, the GDP, the gross domestic product, of all 54 African countries. Now, this includes Seychelles, Mauritius, the little islands are down at the bottom. In 2022, was $2.98 trillion. Now, considering that there's 1.4 billion people on that continent, you have a computer company that makes other things, probably the biggest watchmaking company in the world, and in my opinion, the best handset in the world, um, that is worth more than the GDP of the entire African continent. That's got to hit home for you, right? Anyway, so well done, Apple. Uh, I am glad that I own shares and held on to them and all those good things. 
Next. Um, oh, this is pretty cool. So if you're listening to the show and you're not watching it, um, I've got a picture of the Joby Aviation EVTOL, which is like, looks like a little mini helicopter thing, but it's using drones. It's got um, six drone helicopter wings around it. Um, so why is this on uh, tech news? Well, they've received a permit to fly the first ever EVTOL built on a production line. Now, Toyota is a main uh, investor, so I don't know if that influences, but definitely obviously gave them something when it came to building vehicles. Um, and the EVTOL, because we translate geek into regular speak, electrical, electric, vertical takeoff and landing vehicle. Wow. Yes. So the FAA, which is the American um, Aviation Authority, have issued special airworthiness certificates. So that means that they can actually now begin flight testing. Uh, it's it's going to be kind of weird to look up and see ETVLs flying all over the place. Uh, but this could be happening fairly soon. You know, if they're talking about doing testing now, maybe two years from now. So when Apple's a $4 trillion company, we might have um, Joby Aviation ETVOLs flying up. They've got to come up with a name for this. I didn't see that in the article, but let's just call it a Joby for now. So we have Jobies flying all over the place. If only Steve Joby was here to see it. That was terrible. I apologize for that. Right. Um, so next. Um, okay. So I'm going to make an apology. Anyone that knows me, listens to my show, I'm always like an upbeat kind of guy. I'm always glass half full. But when I start thinking about Twitter, I almost start to feel like an agony auntie column. Um, and I'm going to name my agony auntie column, Dear Elon. Because um, it's it's a case of like every week I have to ask myself, dear Elon, what have you screwed up this week? That's kind of it. And uh, no difference, right? So this brain fart that he's had now is he is now limiting the number of tweets, sorry, the number of tweets that accounts can read per day. So, yep, please don't read things that are on my platform, which are designed to be read. Th that's the message he's sending out to advertisers. Mate, if you're looking to raise money or make money, the last thing you want to do is limit the single product that Twitter offers, which is content. What advertiser is going to throw money at your network when they know that A, they're going to still hope their advert lands in front of a potential customer, and then B, that potential customer not actually not be able to read the content that's aligned to their advert. Come on, man. Like, you made one really clever move by appointing a CEO. Who comes from media? Can you now just go back to your little rockets and cars and play nicely there and leave Twitter alone? I, I, I mean, I feel like now we actually... So let, let's give the reason. In his brilliance, he goes, apparently um, multiple companies were, using, were scraping data from Twitter and this is putting pressure on his servers and making them fall over and he has to spend money on them, blah, blah, blah. Crimea River. The bottom line is... Twitter is about content. It's about wanting to consume as much content as I possibly can, and you should not be limiting that. Whether people are scraping it or not, so what? It just means that your platform's actually being used for something. Now, Alex, uh, I have to have a shout out to you, mate. Are you actually still going to pay this buffoon? Um, is it not time to take your skills and brain and everything that you contribute to the tech world and move to another network? Because seriously, Pay, oh, oh, if you pay, you get a few more extra tweets that you're allowed to read in a day. How generous of you. So, yeah, veil Twitter. Um, 
in 2025 when Apple's a $4 trillion business and Joby's flying people in EVTOLs, I'm going to go on a limb and say Twitter might not even be anymore. People are leaving at a furious rate anyway. So enough on uh, Elon Musk agony auntie column. Uh, staying with the negatives, blame Canada. So yesterday was American Independence Day. So if you're watching the show in a week from now, then a week ago, yet, uh, yesterday was Independence Day in America, 4th of July. So today is the 5th of July, just for a reference point, because I know that people do come back to my show and listen at later stages as well. It looks like Ken is going to be getting some uh, USA love because uh, Meta and Google, both headquartered out of America, are preparing to block Canadian news as um, they don't want to pay the news generators. Now, unfortunately, Australia started this stupid trend trying to force these giants to pay them for their news, our news here in Australia. Um, when the bill finally actually passed, they made an exception when they saw how simple it was to just cut us out of the news. Um, so they don't have to pay uh, Meta and I'm mean, sorry, Meta and Google, Meta's Facebook's company, a parent company, don't have to pay Australian news generators for their content. Now, the Canucks have jumped onto the bandwagon and uh, they're about to be shafted. It's just that simple. So Canada, um, you know, the world really punches you every now and then and mocks you about ooh and oot and all these good things. You also have Justin Bieber, which is nothing to be proud of. So, um, yeah, just don't. Like, if, you're, if you want your public to be able to still read stuff on Meta and Google, um, don't. Just don't. Like, maybe, um, you know... Um, get them to pay for other things. But yeah, anyway, so Canada is trying the luck. We'll see how that one plays out. We can watch it and see if it does anything. And that I think brings us to the end of uh, things, uh, sorry, tech news. So in RU game, um, so I played, I don't, I wasn't like in the mood to really sink my teeth into a new game or, you know, I'm, uh, there are games that I play regularly that I just I obviously wouldn't talk about because it's not something new. So I was just like kind of playing on my phone. And and for those of you that know and listen to the show, um, I do a lot of mobile gaming as opposed to PC gaming, multiple reasons. I don't have a PC. I have a Mac. Um, uh, I have 12 PCs at the eSports Center, but that's a little bit far away. So generally, it's tricky for me to play. I generally play my games on console. Um, so mobile is just an easy escape. So I was going through games and I advert hits and I, and I jumped on it. It was a little bit of mind is fun. The game that I played this week was called Draw Flights. It's a pretty simple mobile game. Um, I just have to say way too many adverts on the free version. So I won't be playing it anymore. I think it was like each time I did two levels or three levels, it, it served me an ad. And I get it. They have to make money somehow. Um, but there is a bit of a line when it comes to how many ads you serve in a free game and then lose your data, your, your, your consumer. Um, I don't know what the game costs to remove the ads. I wasn't interested. I go through games all the time. But anyway, but basically you're this little character and you have to land on an island with a flag. Um, and there's all kinds of things. There's like chainsaws and buzzsaws and cannons and fire and the water and lava and all kinds of things are trying to get you away. So it's a simple physics game. You have to just draw a line around whatever the obstacles are, and land on the island. But what's like really cool is the, the character that you're playing with doesn't seem to have any form of skeleton. So when they like fly on this little pattern that you've drawn and they land, their whole body is just like jelly and it like slides 
it slides off the platform. So a little bit of mindless fun. It's the kind of game when you're sitting in a waiting room or at an airport waiting for flights or if you're that way inclined, maybe on the throne. Um, yeah, it, it it's not going to win any game awards. Just simple mindless game. But what was nice is that it does actually get the brain thinking a bit. Um, so, yeah, draw flights. I'm not sure if it's available on Android. I would assume it is. I played on iOS. Uh, and, yeah, I probably won't be playing it in a couple of weeks' time. Right on to uh, Q&A. Uh, let's see if I've got anything that's come through here on any of the channels. Uh, da, da, da. Well, this is a nice one. Given that I've, I've actually got family staying with me and they're running around checking out the Gold Coast in Brisbane. So the question is, how do I set multiple stops on maps when walking? This is a great question. Um, so the simple answer is you can't. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, the reason I reference my, my family visiting is they've been using maps and they're saying to me, like, you know, where do I, what do I put in and how do I put it in? So maps is a great product. Um, but you can't do multiple stops on maps. So if you've been looking, and I, I can tell you that you can't do it on Apple or Google. This is either of the two maps platforms. Uh, if you're driving a car, you can put multiple stops. And it's super easy, right? It says they add a destination on um, Google Maps. And I think on Apple Maps, you can just go add, or and then it brings up a, a choice to add a destination or something on, on route, on route, depending on which country you're living in. Um, but basically, you can't do it on public transport either, and you can't do it on walking. And there's a reason for it. The whole idea behind the maps is to show you how to get from A to B, uh, but equally to show you how to get there in the quickest possible way, and if there's any challenges. Or, so let's use public I know the question was when walking. But let's use public transport, right? If a train is running late or um, you're going to have to switch trains to go from your primary destination to your secondary destination. Now, I'm thinking about it that if you had to send, if you go into Google Maps, um, you wouldn't do Apple Maps on an iPhone. But if you go into Google Maps on a computer and enter where you want to go and then go share to phone, it normally sends a link. Maybe you would be able to go in and then create the second part of that journey and send that as a link as well. And then you'll have two links on your phone. And then just like once you've done journey one, you can then do journey two. Probably easier to just jump in and type it. So great question. Um, sorry that the answer is probably not what you wanted, but you just can't do it. I actually don't think you can do it on bicycles either because they do accommodate for bicycles now as well on Google Maps. Um, I think it's only driving because driving will allow you to get there stand corrected on the bicycle but i know with public transport and with walking you can't do it so uh yeah if, i'm just seeing if there's any other questions that are worthwhile oh there's one talking about ios um i got notified that 16.5 point something is that should upgrade yes um for anyone that's listened to the show you'll know I'm not a big fan of upgrading a major OS on your phone until you see the one. So like if it was 16.0.2 or 16.0.4, I wouldn't have updated. But as soon as you get to the one and then one point whatever onwards, it's actually critical to update. The opposite is true. The first versions of the you know point zero is kind of still bug testing and getting out like the feedback. So you get 0 0.01 and then people will jump on and moan and go, ah, oh, I can't do this, can't do that. And they listen, they fix it. By the time you get to version one, that teething stage is out. So 
Uh, yes, please do, because the opposite is true. The updates that come out once we've gone past the point 0.1 mark are critical. That means something has happened. Apple's terrible at this. They'll never, ever admit that there's been a, an attack or a breach or someone managed to hack something. They'll never acknowledge it publicly, even if they called out. They just released a bug fix, so and they, and they normally very quick. So please do. Um, I can tell you if you're asking the question about updates, or if you have an Apple Watch, uh, the new Watch 9.22 or something came out. Same thing. It, it will be a bug fix. It will be a security fix. So please update it. Um, I don't see anything else that's come through. I did hear the watch ping. Sometimes the messages come on there. Uh, no, don't see it there. So I think, yeah, that, that pretty much brings it to the end of the show. A bit shorter than normal. I think last week I really went on a bit longer than normal, so just trying to balance it out. Um, and that's it. So I think that will take us to the end of the show. So until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny.